Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Back in the day, they didn't care about the children. They just had more and more. If you lost a few big what what's new is what nature had in store. They didn't care if Sally died or flew. Jimmy Ben and dried us when he turned two. Nobody kicked up a great big fuss if they lost one to percusses. Actually, I don't believe that's true They felt grief and pain like you Talking just a few generations ago They loved the kids, didn't want to let them go As a father with a brand new baby Want to do what's right, nothing crazy Trying to get him sleeping on his back in the crib Get a car seat and strap him in now Some people on Oprah and the Internet Can pass opinions and cause me to fret Vaccines are dangerous, sounds outrageous, but I want it just the same. Should I listen to my doctor or heed the invective of a playboy bunny and a pet detective? Toxins are bad, except in the case when you like to stick a deadly one in your face. In 55, this fella Jonas saw cured polio and how the mothers talked. Hallelujah, no, uh, in the face, like between the two towers, there's little gates that only your team can enter and exit. And so when they're sieging, oh. when they're sieging your bottom tower, there's a sally port only you can come out of and go back into, where you can flank them, shoot them, and then run back in. Oh my god, that is so cool! You. That's really nice. So that has you, been a major change. Built, if you built an assault or assassin um, uh, uh, team comp, and they built a pure poke siege co- uh, 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 um, uh, com- uh, component or um, whatever team comp, you can now actually. Kind of fight, fight, fight with some people here, and then have one or two people flank from the sides and fuck them up. I, I really enjoy gamer slang, by the way, that we mm-hmm. can have. We can be doing anything that involves creating a full poke composition. Yeah, a full poke <laughs> composition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy the use of full poke compositions in art. Uh, <laughs> also, I think that's. Wait, isn't that Dottalism a full poke composition? <laughs> you pull out, you just pull out the, the, you're just dotting with, you're just poking with this brush. Therefore, that is a full poke composition. I, that's not Dadaism, is it? Dadaism? Oh, Dawnism, do- oh, yeah. Dottalism. Yeah. Isn't that called Dottalism? Yeah. Not Dadaism. Dadaism oh, Which reminds me of my favorite MoMA commercials back in the day. Oh. Yeah. It's a little baby being pushed in a pram and all of a sudden it goes, Dada! And I <laughs> lose it. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, that's right. Because no, no, baby, it's a commercial for the for SF MoMA. Mama. But it's just you need to go sometime. The, the oh, Museum of Modern Art, Art and the baby just da da. Like, <laughs> so something in the SF MoMA? Well, da da, the artist. What? Oh, yeah. thank you. Sorry. It's okay. I'm it's, sure there were three or four right. of our listeners who didn't understand that joke either. So. I have Only since you started talking about League of Legends. Thank you. I you appreciate were, as soon that, as yeah. we changed to a no, game, recording. Yeah, we were really good at that. No, 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 not at all. About someone who was really giving me problems, and then turned over to Mike is like, "Don't worry, we're not recording." Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah. Well, actually, that that episode of the podcast, we had started recording, 
Because Jairus and I had been talking about board games and it somehow turned into this very personal discussion. No. And so I started recording, and then as soon as the, the subject changed, I stopped recording it immediately. It switched like that. I mean, yeah. although it's kind of like how we were, we were kind enough to stop uh, Sexy Jairus from ordering the pizza. I really wish we hadn't, because Sexy Jairus voice Sexy ordering the Jairus. pizza... Can was do a lot of things. It was, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> he, he can do this isn't almost. This is the sexy you know, Melissa. This is a different. Sex oh my God, Robert! You missed the greatest thing. Well, listen, today. if if you two have not had phone sex, then you are missing out. Because <laughs> Robert and Ryan do it all the time, and it's I great. have never had sex with him on the phone. No, I'm, I'm only extrapolating. Just in person. I am only extrapolating from the way you order pizza, and uh, he would not do it on the phone. He would not do good. it with a bone. <laughs> I would do it with a bone. <laughs> I would not do it here. I would so, not do it so, here. Right, so, what is this? This was, this <laughs> was months ago when we so, did our... So, Melissa, our... you know how I'm really good at writing pornography? Yeah. I'm also really good at dictating You're pornography. really good <laughs> at accidentally writing pornography. Oh, no. Not Listen, on accident. I'm going to say, when he asked for extra sausage, we all knew what it was. <laughs> uh, huh. There was just some very sultry tones coming out. I mean, of this. you'd say you've seen some of the things I'd write, Melissa, as what? other themes they might encapsulate. Are they not sexy? Now are imagine. You, are you not I was gonna say. Now imagine Jared standing in the middle of a gal- <laughs> gladiator arena, going, "Are they not sexy? Are they not? Are you not aroused?" Now they're testing me to remind, remember the other things that we've discussed that are apparently the kind of things you write about in pornography. Oh, you've already read me one thing. <laughs> Has he read you the opening of Helios novel? That is pornography. Has he read you his mother's pornography? They have two copies of his mother's pornography in their home. Listen, that is maybe two copies too many of any mother's pornography. Copy is fine. Their mom gave me a copy. I understand. And you didn't read me the the thing you wrote. You gave it. You emailed it to me, and I wrote. I read it myself. Right, but that's because I felt too embarrassed reading it to you because there are other things in there besides sex. I wrote something fun. If, if, oh. if. What? If I gave you James Joyce love letters. Yes, I you, love those. Would, yes, would you read those to her in Sexy Jarrah's voice? Well, I might read them to you. I don't know. Melissa would have to request them. <laughs> <laughs> I only do it with full now, consent. Now, Robert, you missed... that is true. Full consent <laughs> is required on the James Joyce love letters. Our friend Kieran will just start reading them to women that we know uh, without no, no, no. consent. <laughs> Did I wait? Did I ever letters? tell you guys the greatest? James Choice is a filthy fucker. Filthy is fucking man. Yes. <laughs> Talking about how much he wants to watch a woman frig herself with a shit turd hanging out of her ass. Don't read me these. They are glorious, though. I should really. Uh, if I you... don't like Ulysses. <laughs> That's the problem she has. Yes. Not not the turd. She has a problem with the fact that she didn't enjoy Ulysses. Uh, I, I've never read style. It's difficult. Oh, it's, I agree. Yes. I don't difficult. like his writing style whatsoever. The Dubliners was like essentially so love seven. letters about having sex with women's poop. No, not necessarily. No, 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 well, no, no, probably no, not I, excluding I, excluding that. That's but. not the part of the love letter I read. I, so th- you this know is all I can reminding find me of something of, without getting a boner. I uh, I heard the greatest example of hillbilly feminism the other day. Which um, is hill? What do you? Oh, Jarrett's getting a chair. Yes. Um, uh, now we all listen to Jarrett pull up a chair. That's not what I'm doing. Shut up. Um, 
So, uh... He is following some people who are in Gamergate and therefore mm. got blacklisted. You know, I never thought about it like this, but if you say phrases like, in the Gamergate, it sounds like Gamergate is the name of some portal to hell, and when you're in it, you're stuck in it. It kind of is! Yes, it got... It like, really is. I in the have way a that friend who really just, believes it's about ethics I know, I talk to your friend. He's oh, very man. deluded. Well, yeah. there, there are people who, for example, don't want to believe that Adam Baldwin is a bad person. Adam Baldwin is a bad person. Adam yeah, Baldwin is the guy from Sky... From Firefly. From Firefly. Firefly. Who, who yeah. coined the term Gamergate and posted and the dots. nudes of the developers. Yeah. And, yes. All of those things. Please, if you could. Yeah, it's, it's a bit dead three right now. What's that? I don't know. I'm Facebook friends with him. Um, well, there are also people who don't want to think of... Uh, what's her name? Uh, Jesse McCain, the woman who's suddenly hear... all against vaccination. Yeah, did you hear Jesse McCartney? Did you Jesse hear about McCartney. the? Uh, I thought the... she went back on that though. No, no, she has not. She's doubled down. The original uh, study guy who did the original study went back on that. Oh, well, yeah, no, he said he. Well, he years. has. He also has been discredited entirely. Well, he was trying movie. to form his own vaccine okay. that was in competition to the established MMR vaccine. Was uh, paid by a different. So wait, he wasn't even trying to stop vaccines. He was just trying to make money off his own vaccine. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so paid by a company that was going to back yeah. him and was going to front him the money to be the producer for his said alternative MMR vaccine. But there no, wasn't really a market for it because there already was vaccine, so he had to destroy the vaccine well, market in some way. It's not just that. It's, there, there was a vaccine, and it was or a vaccine that had it. no problems. There was nothing wrong with it. So to get his own on the market as an alternative, he had to prove that the other was had the status that the status that there was a problem with the status quo. Otherwise, there's no reason to buy to, his to, to market yeah. and to produce said alternative MMR vaccine. We are apparently not friends on Facebook yet, so can I get your what can is MMR? Your email address? Oh yes, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm pretty locked in. What's our address? I said you MMR. Measles, mumps, and rubella. Oh, good. I think I have that. Cause, um, you have I, measles, mumps, and rubella? No, we not. shouldn't be around each other. I don't. Thought I wait. I'm sorry. Um, you, don't, you never got you, those boosters. Well, no, she's from Britain. They do things differently. No, yeah, I got vaccinated when I lived in England, bro. Yeah, you get vaccinated. No, you get vaccinated but I, I caught mumps, so I can't have been vaccinated against mumps. You uh, could. It's only ninety-seven percent effective. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure when I was old enough, the MMR... Wait a minute, hang it on. Is, but what uh, age is, is RMR, right? Six. MMR vaccine is usually given around six. It's usually, given, six. Before, it's usually yeah. given to you before you enter first grade, before you enter yeah. elementary. Okay. But you can be when around you, other you babies, you just can't be around other children. And that's the second one. You get the first one a little earlier. Okay. Those are the boosters, Wait, right? When no, did you get, you get You get a one a little earlier. You can't have it as, like, it's before the age of two. 40s, 50s, 60s, you were not too young. It was not invented in your life. I don't understand. All right, we can't. But we can't all talk at once, guys. Podcast, not a visual medium. Well, you know, you gotta tell us that we have started the show. I did. I said we can talk. No, you just started recording. I said we can talk about whatever we want, and then I hit the record button. Okay, wait. But we were all having separate conversations when you said that. (laughs) Whose fault is that? Yes. I think I've had both measles and mumps. Well, again, only ninety-seven percent effective. They're probably good, but you should get something for rubella because it is awful. They thought I had rubella when I was born. As it turns out, it's just allergic to um, um, everything. No, uh, no, it that's me. Kills <laughs> um, bacteria. What's this? Antibacterials. 
The first one. Penicillin. Moldy, yes, I'm allergic to penicillin. Ah, ah that's rough. Uh, I had an allergic reaction to a type of penicillin when I was a kid, but it's never come up again, so... But yeah, but, Strawberry you, know, you could yes. have been vaccinated. Yeah. It is only 97% effective. It is why you need, like, a 95-plus, if not 98-plus percent herd immunity mm-hmm. so that even those small cases that get through mm-hmm. don't generally don't spread... So- and, and now also to protect kids who have, you know, immunity lower oh diseases God, or stuff like that. Oh PR? my freaking God, I wanted to Wait. kick somebody in the head. So here's the story. So August, I'm eight years old. I turn nine in September. We first come to the United States since 1987. And I, unbeknownst to anybody, have mumps on the plane. Oh God. We don't know what's wrong with me. My face swells up like, like... I mean, like, I have no neck. It oh, yeah. just, it, it just you had Batista like, face. So <laughs> my, my parents took me to the doctor. The doctor had to look it up in a book. Because <laughs> we don't have that in a book. <laughs> because we just don't have it. Because yeah. we didn't have it. And so, um, and so then he asked us to leave by the back door. Yeah. <sighs> and then a little while later, there was a news article about how there was a sudden and mysterious outbreak of mumps on the East Coast. Well done. Your patient zero? <laughs> I want to shake your hand, but I'm disgusted too. <laughs> It's been a while. <laughs> a long while. So, uh, I, mean, that's I haven't gotten right? like, from her. Like, why would a doctor <laughs> automatically know or presume, right? Like, we don't suffer childhood illness. Yeah, there was an episode It's kind of, of like how in England you can feed squirrels because yeah. there is no rabies. Yeah, well, I mean, what? so... so yeah, they, there's no... Oh, there's now? Yeah. Pet the channel. Ah. Goddamn Frenchies. Not very long ago, I mean, in my grandmother's generation... Polio was a huge thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah she had a friend, a very good friend of hers, and they well, were out playing. The president had it. It was kind of in vogue. Um, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> either way, she had this friend. She did not know he had contracted polio, and they were playing. And as all little kids do, maybe get a little frustrated, kicked him in the shin. Oh. Shattered it. Shattered oh. the bone oh. in so many places. God. And oh. she's just a small child when this happens. Oh. And... She felt terrible, and she she was she was very very conscious about vaccines. She went into got a master's degree in chemistry from Berkeley. All this like it had a profound impact on her life. But that thing is, she also lost three other friends in childhood to diseases like this that have oh, since been eradicated. Yeah. Like, did Did you guys read in the, in the time before this? You would lose a good number oh, yeah. of people to childhood yeah. illness. Well, that's did you guys read um, so World Doll's letter they... about his? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, and apparently oh, yeah. in nineteen the sixties or eight, no, it was the eighties that he wrote the letter. Um, yeah. That there was another um, similar uh, anti-vaccine movement yeah. that broke out, and um, his daughter had died in sixty-two before there really were reliable measles vaccines um, oh. that uh, of the measles, and so he he writes write, throw you guys should look it up if you if you haven't read it yet, but he writes this heartbreaking letter about basically like my daughter's life could have been saved. You should save your own children's life. And he's much nicer about it than I would be, because I would have ended that with sentence with the word motherfucker. But I also really like what Jairus posted on Facebook today, which is the, from an autistic perspective. Oh, my God. Oh, oh. Right? Yeah. Like, would you rather, you'd rather have a dead, child. a dead child than a child with autism. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, In related like, news, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, it, I mean, neurodiversity is a thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And going back to, like, it's how it's not a new thing, I posted a picture from the 40s 
of anti-vaccination movements. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's fantastic. My favorite one is the fourth guy in the back who's anti-everything. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, just, I love that that was a thing even in the 40s. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, but yeah, you know, like, you know, anti-science, anti-government. Oh, Where is that coming? Like, why did, what, have we had, I mean, I know why. Uh, well, but, uh, it but, actually uh, uh, comes had... from our, um, it comes from our first world situation in which we have had such a distance from these sorts of outbreaks yeah. well, and we take it for granted that people think it's not actually that it, dangerous. Can I take it from not the white perspective? <laughs> Tuskegee! <laughs> like, there's a reason why a lot of black folks don't get vaccinated and have oh. not for many, many What's years. The Tuskegee experiments in Alabama oh, is yeah. where they were trying to tell people they were treating them for but bad blood. But this isn't something that more African Americans are afraid of than white people. But I'm just saying that there's a reason why there's a high percentage of black people that don't get vaccinated. No, that's true. I'm just wondering more in general where the whole scientists must be lying to us are coming from. But as I think about it, like, that's that's kind of been our pop culture for the last 20 or 30 years and every movie was trying to... Yeah. Intellectualism has been through the U.S. for quite some time. I read an article because because you have liberals and republicans against vaccines and what it turned out to be from two different sources... The liberal perspective is, ooh, big pharma can't trust them, those guys are bastards, you know, yeah, big yeah, companies yeah. there have to get us. The Republican thing is, oh, the government says we have to do that. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> it, in general, it seems to be a fear of authority and a want to kind of have well, more the control of yeah. your own life. Most definitely. I think the U.S. is so built around that perspective that it has become a thing. I mean... But, I mean, come on. There is also the Luddite movement in England. There is yeah. a thing about technological progress that scares yeah. a lot of people. Well, and it's always, it's always been so funny to me, the idea of, um, <laughs> this guy says our government is lying to us, so he must be telling the truth. Right. I like, know, he's you're like... <laughs> argument yeah. on authority. Yeah. yeah. And what basis do you have for this? You're well, that guy's on, on TV on the channel that I trust. So. Also, whatever you do, don't trust the, uh, the Hollywood liberal elites. Trust these other elites who have billions of dollars and happen to be senators. Yeah, because they're such homespun guys, right? Yeah, I mean, like, seriously. Yeah, the, the, the objection to being elite when you are a senator yes. is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, God, let me, yeah. Should I get a booster? I would like to make yes, $200,000. Yes, you should yeah. get a booster. You should talk to your doctor about whether or not you should get a booster okay. and not trust the medical advice of four geeks in a room. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I to get a booster. I would like as okay. someone who is good friends with you, I would like you to tell your girlfriend to get the advice of a medical professional and not someone who writes erotica on accident. Uh, th- that's fine. A medical touch. professional who writes accidental erotica is fine with me. It's it's when it's an yeah, English no, teacher true. who I writes am accidental not erotica. A medical professional, but I am a demiurge of the creative spark and everything I touch is erotic. How about you, Alex? <laughs> How about this? You text your mom sometime, ask her if she thinks I need a booster. I'm okay. What I medical will. insurance do you have? Yeah, or just ask your doctor. Let it go. Okay, because as I say, with Kaiser, you just call them. They, they pay for the suspicious Because I've had the whooping cough. I'd be more than happy to talk about that, actually. We should at another time. Uh, we uh, can talk about it now. I have the pneumonia vaccine. Let's wait for this coming Thank you. Thank you for understanding the not talking over each other rule. <laughs> I know well, it's hard. You keep nodding at me. <laughs> well, it, it's my brain, actually, I have to physically pick which conversation to listen to. I can't listen to both, like most people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, if two people are talking to me at once, I start to... Or if two people are talking around me at once, I start to get actually 
annoyed because I can't really hear anything. Do you have problems code switching? They seem to be able to because no one else has problems with large rooms as the way I do. I have an app for that. I can't. <laughs> what? Really? I can't do that. I can't Wait, no, I'm sorry. You have an app for that? My my company produces uh, brain training software that uh, ha- works on people skills, including oh, hearing in crowded rooms Aaron and multiple conversations. Um, subscription awesome. to that. I wonder I, if I, I can have it transferred to Melissa because she was very really interested yeah. in that. Yeah, I can bring oh, it up. thank you. It's all good. Thank you. Awesome. Though my luminosity scores were hilarious. Luminosity is a scam, Stephanie will tell you. It is. Oh, it's a complete scam because they give you this introductory quiz and then like, oh, please pay us. Yeah. But the funny thing is the introductory quiz was just so funny because it's like, yeah, you're about average in speed. (coughs) You're a bit above an average chain of thought. You are so far below average on memory. You clearly need our product very much. (laughs) Well, well, isn't it also, isn't luminosity also based on terrible science, too? Yeah, so their science isn't actually, people, all of their science has been done internally, it's not done by third party, it's not done by... It hasn't been externally validated. Yes. Whereas... Do they even have neuroscientists? Huh? Do they even have neuroscientists? They do, but... On staff that are paid by them to say what they want. Exactly. I mean, a lot of times, uh, scientists in the pay of uh, specific corporations really want to say what they can do, but they... In fact, they're also, uh... No, I have not had the measles, apparently. Oh, good. <laughs> that was the update we just got. Okay. <laughs> I just I heard Dearest of Mrs. going, phone? ding! Sorry. I thought, I thought Dearest just had a really good idea. <laughs> I didn't know That's that my cell phone... what happens that, when I have My computer idea. now, when it gives me a notification, apparently, it makes a ping sound. It's okay. To let you know so, Stephanie, if you wanted to try something that wasn't luminosity and was effective, what would you recommend? I would highly recommend Brain HQ by Posit Science. Money is <laughs> <laughs> As a warning, she is paid by these Yes. <laughs> Uh, so Brain HQ as in Brain Headquarters and Posit Science. Posit is like an idea and then science is science. It's actually uh, called Posit Science because if when you go to the center they kidnap you and give you a positronic brain like data. Yeah, that's, that's so why I'm slow awesome. now. I know, I know, I saw that. So in ne- the next generation, the next generation episode where they were they were uh, discussing um, Data's processor, they gave him a brain that was what was it 60,000 times faster than the fastest computer at the time. It has been surpassed now. Now, now our fastest supercomputers are 550 times better than Data. Yes. So think about it this way: 60,000 times. Times 550 <coughs> times. That's how good. processing power yep. now. It's a lot yeah. yeah, it's so, crazy. So, 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 what do you do? Uh, I actually work in customer support, or, or technically, it's called customer delight because we delight our customers. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's so oh, cute. Yeah, also, do you, also, how, how, how many pinky? Speak, that makes me want to rip my brain. Yes. Out. <laughs> how many pinky pies do you have on your desk? <laughs> uh, I need more. I have, I have mostly Pokemon on my desk. Day. Is that the only thing keeping you safe so, for customer happiness? So, uh, delight. What, so, delight. Delight. So, delight. Delight. so, do people call you with when they're having trouble? Like, is it? Do they do games? Like, well, so if if I may interject eject with a little bit of what I've heard through the grapevine and then you can correct me mm-hmm. uh, most of Stephanie's job convist, consists of uh, elderly people who uh, call her and say I can't figure out how to computer right that's, I, that's probably yeah. the bulk of calls, <laughs> calls. so my, call, my mom calling me okay. yeah. I do that uh, eight hours it's true I used to hang out with a mutual friend of ours who works uh, at, um, at this company at home while they're taking these calls and we'll stop the conversation and you take the call and I listen to these calls and it's just like talking to your grandmother. Yeah. No, ma'am. That's not, not a cup holder. Oh. No, not your grandmother because they're not my necessarily... Mother. Wait, racist. you just yupped my cup holder joke. Have you gotten that before? 
I'm sorry, what was... Oh, okay, never mind. I, I thought you were yeah, responding to me. That's a CD uh, uh, holder, <laughs> not a couple holder. When, you, when people open a CD people drive... Oh, what is a cup holder Melissa for, yeah. That, that's on... That's on um, which one is it? That website that has... Is it customer always right, or is it... The customer no, is wrong and the, we'll kill them. No, 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 there's a website called The Customer is Always Right, which has, like, a long... Rants. About from, why that's bad. And about, like... All the I'm shitty things customers have done to them that day. <laughs> yeah. uh, that I have a weird experience going on right now. I keep so I my 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 brother works for uh, Radio Shack, um, who are swiftly going out out of business as fast as humanly possible, and he is also getting out of the job as fast good, as humanly possible. Good. Um, but uh, he loves working at Radio Shack, and I'm, every time I mention like uh, you know, I jokingly post an article Shack. today about how like. You know, uh, the CEO of Radio Shack, it was an Onion article, the CEO of Radio Shack was like, I don't understand how we even make money. And uh, <laughs> he true. was very offended and, like, insulted on behalf of this company. And to me, like, well, I worked retail for a year, and it was the worst oh. year of my life. I wanted to kill everyone, like including myself. I've only ever, the last time I was suicidal, before working in retail, was in middle school when I was bullied all the time. Then I worked retail and got suicidal again. That was fun. Oh, <laughs> God. I've been in retail. I've been so many, I've been a supervisor, I've been deputy managers. Oh, God. So, yeah, I don't know. It confuses me. I don't know how that, that he likes it. Why he likes it so much? Because, because no one ever comes into a radio. That's shack. true. <laughs> well, it's the other thing is, is, if you are struggling with your own thoughts that you'd like to keep at bay, having something to keep you busy, even if it's simple, can really help. Yeah, Get you uh, up isn't that house. what Facebook is for? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but the thing about Ben is Ben needs to be at the house sometimes. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So anyway, I need to get going pretty soon. All right, bye. Bring me to cue by Posit Science. Could you send me a text with that? Because I'm not yeah, gonna remember. Totally. Um, or just play Brain Age with the Nintendo DS. That doesn't do anything. Yes, it does. It totally it, there's does a reason things. it's branded as brain games and not brain exercises. Does your does the uh, brain? Who wants to do exercises? Well, to interject, play okay. any video game. Is it it does just as well. System? Yeah. Uh, we call them exercises, but they're in a game-like setting. Okay. It's how we're branding. Gamify all the things. That was the one thing things. I noticed about Luminosity. So my father produced a game um, for teaching um, algebraic-type concepts to elementary school kids. Mm-hmm. They don't know they're learning algebra, but yeah. it's algebra concepts. Sure. It's called um, Was It Trouble? And it took a lot of development, and I was thinking, how did Luminosity do this? I mean, to make an educational game, it's <laughs> So much to figure out how to translate educational concepts into game concepts. Oh, believe There's me, one simple solution to this that maybe no one at Luminosity has considered. The one simple way to take any educational concept and make it something kids all over the world will enjoy. And that is Rockapella. Ooh, that's true. <laughs> they actually just launched their kids' version of Luminosity. Oh, yeah? Ripple. <laughs> What's oh, Ripple? I was going to say Minecraft. Yeah, Minecraft is great, too. Minecraft, Rockapella is the group that did the theme song for Where in the World is Carmen San Diego. They're an amazing acapella band that really doesn't do much anymore. That's pretty much all they did, in fact. No, they (laughs) didn't. I have a bunch of their stuff. That stuff was a long time ago. I can't remember the last good, I mean, other than Minecraft, which teaches, you know, teamwork and all that stuff. I remember there was great, all kinds of great, yeah. There was all kinds of great educational games when we were kids, and I can't, other than, again, other than Minecraft, I can't really think of the last time I heard of a really good, good you know, Oregon Trail or Carmen San Diego or something like that type game yeah. for today's yeah, generation. Like Freddy Fish. Did you ever do Freddy Fish? Ooh, the what about uh, Typer Shark? 
I never did. This the lost oh, mind uh, of Doctor Brain, the castle of Doctor Brain. Uh, Super Solvers was a, a fantastic series of games. I don't know if you ever played that. I don't think there will ever be a game that is quite as good for social science while still having its problems and as fun as Oregon Trail. Yeah. I oh no! Wait, no. That. Maybe Civilization, but Civilization has a lot of numbers in the background that are not historically. I hope Civilization that... also has Gandhi who's um, launching nuclear weapons. Yeah, they fixed that. They, I, no, 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 they didn't they fix they that. They left it in on it, purpose. It's a feature, yeah, not a bug. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, oh, right. I do wonder if um, tell, Telltale will ever make. Because of point, I think point and click adventure hear games. Are you releasing uh, Grim Fandango remastered? It's already out. Oh, why don't I have the money to get this? But I was going to say, point and click adventure games are a really great way to teach kids yeah. decision making and logic or anti logic uh, in certain cases. Um, or social skills if it's yeah. a highly. I mean, not but I, but I was going to say, Telltale is kind of the only name in that sort of game right now, even though they're not really point and click. But their games no, are not games I would give. Yeah, yeah, but their games are not games I would they're give to my kids. They're moving away from that into from the new. Yeah. Uh, since since uh, Walking Dead on, although I'll tell you. Nothing has made me ball openly as much as the first The Walking Dead. Oh god, that game, no, man! So, I haven't even so finished good. it yet, but it, it, everything I, I did people, it. It's I, had, I had people in my household come and check on me. I was bawling so hard and and powerfully. I had to explain. It's just, uh, re- it's just really good. Like that when it's I... just it's just I need to cry uh-huh. yeah. because I mean I had sorry. so many moments when like I that during the, Mass Effect uh, Three. <laughs> when I read Skin Game, I was crying <laughs> so hard. Melissa was worried yeah, about me. Yeah. You know, I just had to say it's just a good, it's just a good game. Yeah. The whole bit with the whole bit with Duck and going into the woods, and realizing that he just he's the same age, same blonde haired kid, same spastic as my nephew. Oh man, it yeah. hit hard. Yeah, it hit hard. I I would love to wow. see because you know, um, that was the thing. You know, I think Telltale games would be really good for kids, but I'm not gonna have my kid play the Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, Jurassic Park, or I don't know, um, Jurassic Fables. Park is really deep. Yeah, I haven't played that one. I don't know how violent that one might be. But a like, good one for kids would be um, Monkey uh, Island. No, I was go- yes, but I was going to say the Back to the Future games were oh, awesome. There you go. Or um, the uh, Homestar Runner games so, or yeah. Sam and Max. Yeah, for sure. The, uh, Sam awesome and Max game for attractive little, people. Yes. Sam and Max would be a little hit or miss. For that's kids. true. Oh, that's yeah. true. I'm just gonna put. That you out. just hope that some of the things would fly over their head, yeah, like when I played Leisure Suit Larry as a kid. I was about <laughs> to bring up Leisure Suit Larry should make a comeback. Would be they've nice tried so many times. And they've fun. made them so, terrible so, so many times. I don't times. know. The, the, the most recent one, the, the AO one they put out about five years ago or more now, actually wasn't too terrible of a game. Okay. Did you I actually really enjoyed it. I played it all through the end. I got multiple right. endings on it. I actually really enjoyed it. I okay. mean, I was really curious to see what a mass released AO game would look like. Yeah. AO? It was actually a lot of fun. Adults only. It was, oh, one of okay. the, it was the only one to carry an adults only title. In retail stores. Yeah, yeah that's um, true. And so it was very interesting to play through. But it's it. really much more of a Spencer's Gifts like Oh, most definitely. Than, uh, it's all yeah, tongue-in-cheek yeah. sexuality. It's not yeah. It's not pornography or accidental erotica. I mean, it is... <laughs> Everything the the original Leisure Suit Larry had one of the greatest point-and-click adventure game death traps I've ever been a part of. Right. And uh, you had a... You had a um, you, if you went into the cheap liquor store in the game and you bought any alcohol at all, you were then trapped in the cheap liquor store for the rest of the game because anytime you tried to take a cab, the cab driver would take the alcohol, drink it, and die. You would all die in a fiery car crash unless you had heard, you had turned on the radio at an earlier point in the game in a random room. In which case, you would hear an ad for a company that you could call if you remembered the phone number who would come and take your alcohol away. <laughs> uh, it was, it was, so much. It, it was the grand era of it the. Wait, what does that explain? Hang on. The thing is, 
tried. Uh, it was the first game that I tried of theirs. I don't know how many they had, but I tried. Well, you played Leisure Suit Larry as well. Well, when I was little, when I was of very course, little, of course, as we all do no. when I trying am... to learn about our bodies. Yeah. <laughs> never mind. Continue. I never got that far, but I got stuck, and I like I went into like a store and bought thing, and then I just kept yeah. dying. Yeah. I mean, in truth, lost interest because really I didn't does. get the point of the game. Yeah. yeah. The, the point of the game was to have sex. Larry is not about having sex. It is about the ridiculous lengths we go to yes. to pursue our ridiculous desires I for sex. I was way fact, too young to be playing that game. A lot of it game. was making I fun was in the of, right of, age for, um, corny of swinger culture. And that's yeah. uh, the the and hilarious thing about that game was that did they did have... Did have There was an age gate on that game, which I always thought was hilarious, because the age gate for that game was uh, you have to... Um, uh, answer questions that you would only know if you were 21 years or older. So since right. I was playing this game from 1989 in 1995 or 96, that meant that I had to occasionally, when I started the game up, call my dad down and ask, like, what was the stupid thing Ronald Reagan said in September of 1984? <laughs> like, See, I was <laughs> going to launch in the bombs in five when I was, like, in middle school, so it made no sense to me. Oh, I already was getting sex jokes in middle school. Yeah. <laughs> I got sex I w- jokes I was when I was nine, and I got pulled naive. into the uh, principal's office for correcting a child, uh, another kid who was like, um, he's such a pussy, and I was like, I think you mean vagina. <laughs> I got in <laughs> Every now and then, the fact that you can get away with saying penis and vagina on TV, every now and then just surprises me, because it's one of the things yeah. that I forget that it's changed in it recent years. It used to be like, no, no, you have to say bonga or something just ridiculously yeah. childish. It's, like, it's the medical terminology, Ugh. you dipshits. Speaking of Bazinga, apparently Nathan mm. Fillion is going to be on that show. <laughs> That's too bad. Bazinga? Uh, well, that Bazinga is the catchphrase of certain characters Big on the Big Bang Theory. Theory. Oh. It is a shorthand for how much I hate that show. Yes. Although, yeah. you know what? As much as I hate that show, there are certain elements. Like, I will listen to Neil deGrasse Tyson defend it, and I kind of see where he's coming from. Until I watch the show again and I realize how much it talks it down instead of celebrate. My dad enjoys it like we're saying, like, this is funny. My parents too. And I look at him like, this isn't funny. Right? They just made fun of people who don't have the ability to dress themselves. Yeah. Right? It was like... As a medical problem. My parents watched a show called Hot in Cleveland, which is... Is it? (sighs) But no. No. It it has Betty White on it. (laughs) What? Super hot. Yeah. Um... The, Smoking. <laughs> um, and in one in one episode, one of the younger women on the show, which means she was in her forties, uh, went to uh, go on a date, and it turned out that the man she's going on a date one was was a brony. And so my parents called Aww. me in the room, and they were like, "Oh, this is so exciting! Something you like is being represented on TV." The gentleman showed up to the date in a full pony costume, and what? then wouldn't refuse to talk about anything but the fictional world of My Little Pony. At which point, the main character became creeped out and left. And I was like, yeah. And they're, they're all kind of laughing, like, hey, it's great. And I'm like, this is not, no, no that's work. not even close to. No. Yeah, unfortunately, <sighs> like, those stereotypes somewhat exist for a reason. In my manga and uh, anime class that I had in college, which my Japanese culture teacher hated teaching that class, <laughs> but it was his most well attended in the school. <laughs> the school wouldn't let him stop teaching it. <laughs> People would do that. Would show up in horse costumes? In either My Little Pony costumes, full-on Pokemon costumes. Right, but these are college students going to a college student class 
College students don't treat classes like they're real. I'm just saying they also would do this just out and about. It, it was. You it know, is, actually though, when I was when I was in London, um, almost a year ago now, uh, I uh, was walking through St James Park. And I came across a huge group of people who were out cosplaying in the park. That sounds cool. And they're cool. dressed as random anime characters. And I walked over sure. and I was like, hey, is there an event going on in town? And they were like, no, we're just cosplaying for the fun of it. And you know what? That's fucking awesome. That is. <laughs> that is different than going to a... That entire situation, though, was BS. It's like... I, I, I don't know if it's entirely BS. It's... it's an extreme example, yes, but I don't think that it that it exists no, only I mean in fiction. The, the joke. Of, oh, That's what I'm okay. The, even the Big Bang Theory. I can kind of see it, but as a way of representing the entire group. No, it's a terrible way to represent the entire tactic. group of people. But it is it is an extreme case. But these do exist. Yeah, but that's like saying. I mean, you could say that too about like football fans. There are people mm-hmm. who go and you know. Oh, I heard their season finale was last week. <laughs> I love that joke. So, so that, gets, that gets back to because it makes so much sense. So we had this whole conversation. It's terrific. Um, left shark fizz skin. Left yeah. shark. But yeah, yeah left shark fizz skin. I didn't see wait. That fizz has a left shark skin. No, no, that's what we want. We want yes. left shark fizz skin. We want fizz uh, the League of Legends. Fizz the League of Legends character. Oh, okay. uh, palm tree Maokai who throws beach balls for chaperlings. <laughs> Um, it is Soraka, the more you know Starfall. <laughs> yes. And, uh, Mechanical Lion Rengar. Yes. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I we just, we just haven't figured out how to do the, uh, the ADC for it yet, but, you, you just oh do... my god, the entire halftime show could be a League of Legends <laughs> skin team. The, the ADC can be, uh... Uh, the quarterback for the Seahawks badly throwing footballs. It's that, or it's just, <laughs> or it's just misfortune in the Katy Perry skin because she's all jugs anyway. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so when we started this podcast, we sort of strayed away from it. You were talking about the changes to the map. On, no, uh, well, you were actually, talking about the changes to the map in League of Legends, and I, I wanted Ooh, to hear yes. more about that because I know I heard there were some major changes to the jungle too. There are some major changes this year. I mean, some very drastic changes from where it's been before. So League of Legends is great. Uh, in fact, most of these Dota-type games are great because they play on a map that is static. Like, the Super Bowl doesn't change a football field's length really at all for many reasons. A hockey rink is a hockey rink. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the biggest thing you might say about some of the changes they make to League of Legends occasionally is like a baseball stadium. A baseball stadium's basic measurements are all the same, but the fiddly bits right there at the outfield, depending on the shape of the stadium, can change a little bit. Yeah. And so they've fiddled with things like Number of bushes in bot lane or top lane, the way the bushes interact, the way walls move and can can interact with things. But this year has been a major change. There are now these little sally port gates in between the top and middle and bottom and middle turrets. Uh So if you have a team that's all about full poke siege comp, can just attack from beyond range, you can't come at us. If you try to leave your base and leave your turret, we will kill you. You can now actually have some of your people kind of defending your turret come out of these ports that only your team can exit and enter through, come around from the other side, and flank the enemy team trying to siege you. You think we lost the entire start of this podcast, don't you? Oh my god, I really do think we... I, I have no idea. <laughs> it's amazing. You asked me about the changes. I am just saying them. Before. I'm so sorry. You I thought you knew... the question as if it wasn't on time. I'm so sorry. I thought you you knew that we'd save that part. No, no, no. I, you, you just phrased it in a certain That's way. That's okay. Now we've got full explained. poke times two on this podcast. full poke times two. But then they've also changed the jungle, which is really weird for the game like this. They've just changed all the creatures. Like, there's no more golems in bot lane. Uh, there's no more little wraith that they added. There's no wraiths in the in the just below middle lane. There's now raptors. 
Oh, wow. They hit hard. The wolves now have, like, a two-headed big wolf and a couple of their, like, spectral wolves. Uh, there's a toad that hops onto a, onto a toadstool, gets super huge, and has poison. <laughs> and there are these little, like, stone crab guys in the jungle now. Huh. Completely new, different, changed creatures. Even the, 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 the elder lizard is now this brumbled-back, four-legged creature. Whoa. The blue golem's the closest to being still kind of a golem, but it's still different. What they've changed to jungle is they have a, a wide variety of, of different ways to build machete to do different effects. But smite now does something really interesting. Every time you smite one of the large creatures in the jungle, you get some sort of buff that no one else can have, unless you oh. have smite. So, like, if Mid goes and runs the, the raptors, they just get the XP and kill some creatures. If you go to run raptors and you smite the big raptor, you get Oracle's Elixir Vision. It's the only way to have Oracle's Elixir now in the game. Oh, wow. You can't buy it. it you only get it from smiting that guy. You smite the, bat, the what we call Battle Toad, you get a dot effect. You get a poison dot. I love that dot. you call it Battle Toad. Uh, yeah. Uh, you smite the Spectral Wolves, you get a little little a little a thing. like It's like a roaming ward that you can see it. It goes around the map in your jungle and patrols and gives you vision. Oh, that's so cool. You smite the, um, the Stone Crabs. Your first hit after you do it, and then every five hits afterwards, stuns for one second. Champions and creatures. Huh. Yeah, right? Like, for realsy good bonuses. You are fighting Blue Golem. You're running low on mana because you're spamming your abilities. Smite Blue Golem. Receive 25% of your mana back. That's awesome. You're fighting Red Buff because it's usually the second one you go for. Oh, shit, I'm running low on hit points. Smite Red Buff. Gain 25% of your hit points back. That's amazing. Blue Buff and Red Buff. Four fed. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, and then, and that then, suddenly clicked for me. Yeah, and then um, you still get the blue and red buff thing. Blue buff regenerates uh, mana, lowers your cooldown time. Red buff gives a dot that does damage over time. Oh, dot damage over time. But also gives a slow to your opponent. It has changed jungle dramatically. Yeah. Jungle is harder. The creatures will kill you much more readily. You have usually one, and you can if you get your, your smite item up, your machete up, your hunter's machete... You can have up to two smites stored up at a time. Oh, wow. So you could smite one creature, but in between each smite, you have to wait like 15 seconds, but yeah. it's enough to walk between camps. But you can have two of them stored at a time. That's awesome. But the jungle is much more deadly. But so what you're saying is I should start playing immediately and jump right into the jungle on rank flatter. Uh, you could. <laughs> be, hey, you know what? A good jungle now is hard to get in. If that's where you start back into the game, you could, once you learn it, you could be a very good asset. You'll die a bunch. <laughs> yep. Trust me. Although my favorite new tactic is if you've seen the new rework Scion, he has a cool ability that when he dies, his passive says, I come back to life right now, and I do more attack speed, more damage, but I continually die, but I gain a little bit of health every time I hit somebody. I get a little lifesteal. Oh, so he dies, he and then it? he fights, 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 until he finally falls down. <laughs> so what they do is they take him to the Raptors, which are the hardest jungle camp in the game. They hit the hardest. First level, fights them. They kill him. He continues to fight on past death. Murder, 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 kills the whole camp, dies, goes back to Fountain, teleports the top lane. He now has more levels than the guy he's flaming against who just lasted every minion in his lane. <laughs> it's an amazing little That's interaction of things. Hilarious. I love when people come up with stuff like that. Like, yeah, it's just like I was watching um, uh, a video of the, um, some one of the matches from the big Smash Brothers tournament uh, last weekend in New Jersey uh, called Apex. And this, they had this... Now with less sexism. <laughs> just slightly. <laughs> or at least a little less rape. Yeah. Uh, they had a um, this guy who... He did this thing with Marth that I didn't understand when I watched it, and then someone explained it to me. And the, what it was is he grabbed this guy playing Jigglypuff, this guy called Hungrybox, who's this amazing player. 
and down through him, which means he threw him into the stage. And then what it looked like Marth did was just kind of turn around and smash attacked him. But if you try and just do that on Jigglypuff, he's going to just dodge out of the way and then rest you and you die. What he actually did is he dashed away from him, immediately dashed back, and then on the frame that his character was turning around, hit the smash attack, causing him to pivot and do the smash too fast for Jigglypuff to react. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm really surprised that Smash Brothers players have it down to the frames like Street Fighter players. I know. It's it's crazy. They've got, like, they've actually developed um, GameCube hacks now. It's a thing called 20XX that you can download for your GameCube or for your Wii mm-hmm. that, um changes the game into a training mode where you can study frames and study hitboxes and like break it down like that so you can know frame perfectly how to play the game it's insane this is exactly the sort of thing that causes people to fall to obsession yes a bit now i mean and i'm one of the people that there's a reason that the great the greatest uh, or one of the greatest smash brothers melee players is heavily heavily autistic (laughs) no i doesn't believe that the smash brothers is a or should be maybe a competitive... I'm not... I'm, Boo! I'm part of that camp that doesn't like it at Evo. If, if Boo! It is a party well, it's going to be at Evo twice this year, so I'm suck so it. so angry about that. Suck it! But I think the four-player and just the format of it, I don't know if it was It's designed. never played four-player competitively, though. I know, but I'm just saying, it, it, it just... It just uh, something about it just does not sit well with me. I feel it is such a party game, and it is oh, not. Boo. At least originally, boo. as it was created, was not meant to be a competitive fighter like many of the other fighters. No, it is literally a competitive fighting game. <sighs> okay, it's There's not made by Capcom in Japan, so it's not a fighting game. Hey, listen, I'll accept SNK all day long. <laughs> <laughs> but will you accept Foot Kicker? Or is that uh, a... oh, no, dive, dive kick! Dive oh, kick! Yeah, dive kick! <laughs> dive kick's amazing! Oh my god, it's the best. That we, cheating motherfucker. Right? Have we played that recently? I don't know. If you you were, he wasn't here for... We played it as the oh, warm-up during oh, Smash Bros. I played the hell out of it. Yeah, we, we played it as the warm-up for my Smash Bros. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys ever saw when they were like demoing this at like PAX and things, but they had large, full arcade stick-style boxes that just have two buttons on them. Big, glowing, red and blue buttons for diving kick. Oh, that's great. I want to build these boxes so bad for Ryan and I to play Diamond oh, Kick. It's not only an effective satire on fighting games, but it is in itself a super fun fighting game. And it's, uh, yeah. it's well balanced and well thought out. And depending on how much you really know about the fighting game community, every single one of those characters is a specific caricature oh, of yeah. different yeah. champions, winners, game designers, what have you. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's amazing. That's what I've heard of. Yeah. I yeah. don't follow it that much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it is a fantastic game, and if nothing else, it will train you to use distance, to know that distance is a weapon, to know that maneuver is a weapon, just as much as any other special And to is. know that a yeah. boat is a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spacing is that thing that I have to learn. You can't just charge at people. I do it in every fighting game, and it never it's, works. It's, and in real life. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's the true. reason why I've always loved Chun-Li. She is one of the best maneuver and spacing characters in the game. Yeah, well, that's why she's so famous. She just owns every inch. Every inch of that of fucking screen. Yeah. Unless yeah. you're Daigo and can counter an entire super attack. <laughs> that is that is absolutely true. But it takes God a very damn. specific God damn it. Have you, you guys have seen make... that clip, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. God, yes. yes. No, I know, I know you have. I'm buying Ryan the book on the whole subject of it. There was, have, you, have you seen Someone wrote a whole book on, on that wrote a match? Book just on that maneuver. Not even just the whole match. Really? Yes. Evo Moment 36 is actually a book, and it details out the whole thing. He goes and interviews all the players. The, 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 huh. the, the it was. Runner, I mean, I can see if you're. It firsthand I was gonna say that. if you're gonna make it, if you're gonna make a book about it as a moment in Evo history, I can totally understand oh, that because yeah. that was a moment in fighting game history. That was the moment that kind of everybody 
that fighting games kind of came out of the shadows. As a, well, it as was a the first leader. major YouTube, like, oh my god moments yeah. for, uh, for a fighting game. Because I, you hadn't seen, it was early on in YouTube's kind of popularity, but yeah, it was the yeah. first time you really got to see such high-end play yeah. in a way that you couldn't just say, oh, I could do that. Like, yeah, you really I cannot do what, that. <laughs> you got to really see what a professional player does when you combo, like, a 36-hit, like, super attack. Yeah. And you're just like, what, Well, I, I love watching... What I love about seeing that video for the first time is because I didn't really realize that there were still, or had ever been, major fighting game tournaments that were as well attended as EVO. I didn't even know there was an EVO. When I first saw that video, just seeing the camera pan out to this huge... What looked like a huge crowd of people just losing their minds, I was like, oh, my God, I want to go to one of these. I gotta say, if nothing else, that has been the greatest propaganda or promotional video for oh, yeah. Evo that they could ever have. Yeah. And it's still one of the most viewed Street Fighter uh, videos of yeah. all time. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's true. It's, it's I may try and go to Evo moment. this year. It'll be fun to go. I mean, it only cost like 70 bucks to sign up for right? one like, of the Smash tournaments. I don't care for then... Vegas, but I'd go to Vegas for Evo. I actually yeah. really like Vegas, and I'd go to Vegas for yeah. Evo. I'm actually kind of surprised <laughs> you're a big fan of Vegas. What, what with the not, not drinking, the not, drinking <laughs> the not, not smoking, I, I, not gambling. <laughs> I enjoy two things a lot in life. Bright Broadway lights. shows. Oh, okay. And because I grew up on theme parks, I always feel nostalgia and at home when I'm in a place that is pretending to be another place. Like a oh, place that yeah. is no, obviously You mean fake. the place that's pretending just to take your money will give yes, you this thin absolutely. illusion that I you love it. it all? I love it so much. I hate it. It's, I hate but, everything about but Vegas. But it's not just pretending to be a place. There's a certain aspect that, uh, that uh, Vegas is really good at and theme parks that create... Um, it's the Disney experience. It is the mm-hmm. creating an illusory experience that you yourself take part in where you know yeah. every single bit of this is artificial, but the overall effect is really, really alluring. Yeah, it, it's, like, there, it, a it's like a much cheaper Disney, Disney world. It's much less fun. event that happens when I go to Disneyland and I love it and I love it so much, but when my brain thinks about it too much and I'm watching the big water display over the river and they have those amazing screens that project right. really high def images oh, yeah. over a water fan. Yeah. And there's fireworks everywhere and there are live performers and I'm like, how much money are we wasting per second at this? My God, the extravagance, the loss of capital and just, we're just pissing it away for a brief <laughs> moment of ephemeral bliss it kind of gets inside Welcome my head a little bit. You know, you know what, though? Right, really I am totally though. okay with pissing away money for yeah, brief... it's Aladdin! <laughs> I am totally I, okay with pissing away money for brief moments of ephemeral bliss. I mean, you could look at that amount of money, but there is so much more money put into just professional football, just professional... Oh, I, totally. Your, uh, anything like that. Yeah, no, football. It, everything uh, like that Entertainment that I see is, so is in uh, human culture. Um, like, it, you can't even... To a certain extent, especially when you look at things like poverty, it is a horrible waste, but there are some ways in which a, people can be poor for generations for the promise of even seeing something That is like true. That. So, like, Khrushchev in the 60s, when he was invited to America, they took him all over, oh, yeah, and yeah. they took him to Disneyland, and he openly wept when he saw it. Yeah. Because it is concrete over some of the most fertile land in the entire world. <laughs> His country would do so much to feed their citizens if they could just farm a fraction of what Disneyland is built on. Yeah. And like he but he literally lost it. In in, in in a way though, and this is, you know, it's a, a a a weird thing to say, but if you think about it, 
that's kind of what we're striving for as a society. That's well, the Star Trek future society. we all want because yeah. we want to reach a point where we don't have to think about this would feed 10,000 families this land. We can just think about the food's coming in. We don't have to think about it. Let's work on let's work on experiencing joy. And, and right now as a as a society and the world society, we've definitely spent way too much time stepping on other people and other cultures and other other happiness in order to experience our own joy, but the ideal the the star trek future if you will is that everybody's taken care of so that we can focus on what makes us yeah, happy post-scarcity would be a wonderful thing. it is we're not there if, we're not if, even if, close if to there we but, can get there yeah but the very thing is that we call it first world for a reason there are a lot of other places that want to be like this china puts a lot of money into trying to be more right. first world even i drove by fail. the abandoned theme park in beijing yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, i mean let's take a look at if you if we if we all lived, if the entire world lived at the level of excess that Disneyland could provide for the rest of the world, we would destroy our resources so quickly. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. But if um, our technology and our um, international relationships were um, less one-sided, I was go- well that. But I was going to say um, uh, much less conflicting like our technology did not require uh, major conflict to bring things about we could conceivably do this in many ways uh, what civilizations like America do um, is they kind of put a stamp on the human experience and say this is how far we've come we have done this with the full knowledge of we're not going to have Disneyland forever we have entire genres of fiction we have entire uh, people who think their, their entire lifestyle is saving up for the occasion in which it all goes down. We know that it's not going to be like this forever. The point, it, not the point, um, what we do with things like Disneyland is kind of like make a mark and say, next, next country, next rise, surpass this. Huh. That's an interesting way to say it. I mean, I think an, an alternate viewpoint on that is also to, again, well, let's look at Beijing. They have a theme park there that is abandoned, but, uh, you know, I mean, how many people rode bikes in Beijing up to 15 years ago? Almost the majority of the population. Mm. Now, I'm sure you've seen plenty of the smog Mm -hmm. and the cars. How many of them are searching for iPhones? There's a concept in Korea called uh, the soy soy drinkers because they put soy tea, a very cheap type of tea, in Starbucks cups. To look like they can fit along with society. Yeah. We also put well, a stamp saying, here's song, the way you should live. That's the entire song. Gundam style is exactly. making fun of people yeah. who try and live up to that but idea. Like, we we yeah. put a stamp not just to say, surpass this, but we put a stamp saying, this is the way that you should be. Every society emulated. Well, yeah, yeah. very that, much that, that down on what yep. it is yep. to yep. live oh, for there. Sure. I was talking in a much bigger, let's not oh, care yes. about simple people's lives. It's a very cruel way to look at civilizations on a large scale. Um... But I think what I'm talking about, that is the emotional uh, zeitgeist of Disneyland, of these things. It is people as That's a civilization. That's why Epcot and Tomorrowland, Tomorrowland exist. The, actual, yeah, the whole point exactly. of Epcot is to say, look at how great humanity is. Look at how much further and we'll come. we did it. It was us. Awesome. What do you think about Tomorrowland? The, the movie? Film. Yeah, the film. I think it looks so fucking cool. No, I haven't I seen haven't enough. I haven't seen anything the, about I, 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 it. You I haven't seen the trailers? No, I haven't seen the trailers. We have to show Hit you the Hit that trailer. button right now. Uh, I want to see this. It's really interesting. Okay, hold yeah. on. Okay. We're pausing, we're pausing sure, the podcast. It was the best jump, not jump cut, best cut 
I have seen in a really long I, time. It's taken me forever to figure out how they did that. And it's I still don't really know. Right? Yeah. Like, it's, I, the, the, I figured out finally how they did it, which is... Um, the whole thing is that she's entirely green screen. No, time. actually, it's um, it's even more simple than that. It's an old Power Rangers trick. Really when she good? touches the pin, there's a bright flash of white on the screen for maybe a frame uh, or two. But how do they keep her... That's just them lining up the shot as well as they can. That's oh, amazing. Really oh well God. done. That's why I'm thinking it's just green screen the whole way. Well, there. the thing is you lose her hair, you lose, uh, there's things about that, unless it's the best green screen job, and it's Disney, they could have the best green yeah, screen because, job ever. Because but. there's just such a fluidity and a perfectness that maintains between the transitions. I want to yeah. see that effect in a freaking, um, um, uh, what is it, the, the Forever Earth, the, um, the Long Earth book. Oh, yeah. Great. That would yeah, be yeah, yeah, that would be great for that. So, okay, so on the conversation that we are kind of talking about and talking around about inequality in the first world um, and things like Disneyland, that world right there and the disparity between what she was experiencing in the first scene and the second scene, you know what that really reminded me of? And Did you this say is, age? No. Okay, good. This is one of the reasons why, even though it's not the best written book, I think that it is one of the most incredible books of our time because of the way it could make an impact on the readers who read I knew it. you liked Twilight. No, actually. <laughs> uh, <coughs> uh, actually, it is The Hunger Games. The way that The Hunger Games uses the metaphor of the capital versus other things is such a pared-down version of the relationship between the first and third world and the disparity between technology and the capital and what they experience is so well-realized in that book and so well-realized in the movie that I think that until seeing that movie, most kids probably did not understand what uh, globalization economics were. Yeah. And in coming away from that movie, now do. Yeah. And I thought that was incredible. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why um, they made the Capitol in that series of books so outlandish in their dress and makeup, mm -hmm. because to somebody who's coming from the third world, we would look that way. And the, one of the weird things is, I remember at first when they were doing these makeup commercials and these McDonald's commercials for the Hunger Games, it was always like these capital-like, um, uh, what do you call it, these capital-like yes. products look like people from the capital, and people would say, no, this is not what the book's about, why are we glorifying this? And then you look at the ad campaigns for uh, the next movies, they're always geared as if they're the ad campaigns for the games marketed for the capital. And that's where I realized the point is to having those products. They're making a point about America. Our perspective yep. is the capital's perspective. Uh, yeah, I definitely think the books had that point. I just I wish they hadn't gone with such a stupid ending for the third book. I, I haven't read the <laughs> end. Yeah, I, I, haven't, I haven't watched the, 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 the most recent movies or the, uh, the, read the last book. But yeah. The first book by itself... The first book is taken a, as a really good story by itself. Yeah, I, 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 I would mean, actually put the first book in the I category. Them, I really enjoyed the first movie, though. Yeah, yeah, the first movie was. Yeah. The first From what I've seen, the movies do a fantastic job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was, no, it was just, very good. Although you know, yeah. I, I even got a different, a slightly different uh, vibe on it. I kind of actually had a bit of a Yankee, Yankee Southern. Uh, you know, us versus really? I kind of got a capital as the Yankee North uh, for a bit of it in, in some <laughs> yeah. ways, yeah. And a bit of that. So much like yeah. a Southerner to feel like we're putting you down. Uh huh. You know, I get it. 
He's not. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But yeah, I no, will I mean, always be for the Yankees. But at the same it's time, true. you know, at the same time, though, I mean, really, where did you separate that from a yeah. lot of colonialism? Yeah, exactly. You know, a lot, a lot of that duality and exists. Yeah. Oh, because the North were the good society. guys. That's how you separate it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so black and white. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. That pun. Not a simple. Get out of my house. But finish this podcast first. That dark was joke. That dark was dark. That dark was joke. That was oh. horrible. <laughs> you really stuck the landing. I did, I did. <laughs> I uh, wonder if I could use that as a title for the podcast. I'm, I'm, afraid, afraid, I, itself. I'm afraid I couldn't really cotton to your logic. Oh. God damn it, it's so bad. Uh, so dark it could have been drafted right out of high school. Oh, oh God. No, why? Oh. Oh. Uh. I'm trying to think of something really offensive to say, and I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make the tone more light. You know, light enough that your father might be a congressman. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's her Hello and welcome to the Ace of Geeks, Geeks podcast. Jairus, um, if they want to email us, how do they do that? They should contact us at A-C-E-O-F-G-E-E-K-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-C-I-N-G at gmail.com. That's Ace of Geeks podcasting at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Robert Fulkerson from Found of the Alley uh, for joining us tonight. Robert, but if they wanted won't. to, yeah, <laughs> but you will, and I will get my plug in. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You're, you do your butt plug. Uh, our butt plug is not even going to be the podcast right now because we aren't doing it apparently. <laughs> but we will be at Dundracon. Um, we were running our first game in five years. It is called The Price of Honor. It is an L5R LARP. You can play that at Sunday at 6. Yeah, come on down. 30-person ah. LARP should be a good time. Ooh. That's a week from this weekend, right? It is a week from this weekend. Whenever yeah. this podcast Speaking is... of plugs for things that are happening very soon, to, by the time oh, this goes Saturday, up, yeah. tomorrow night, yeah. uh, our good friends Castle Run are going out a CD release show in San Francisco. Uh, you can find all the details for that on our Facebook page or just go to their website, which is kesselrun.ninja. And by the way... How is there a .ninja domain and name, and how, how do we not own that? Why? Uh, also, Why you can find us on Twitter at the Ace of Geeks, on Facebook at the Ace of Geeks podcast. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Tumblr at aceofgeeks.tumblr.com. You can check out our blog, aceofgeeks.blogspot.com. And that's Ooh. it. No, oh, that's it's uh, Google Plus, the Ace of Geeks. Do you uh, Instagram? I Instagram, Ace of Geeks. Wait. Do you have a Tumblr for 15-year-old girls to follow you on? We do. I mentioned the Tumblr already. Pay the fuck attention, Robert. I'm sorry. I'm not a 15-year-old girl. I don't need your Tumblr. If he could afford to pay attention, then he would be in the capital. Wait, don't touch that dial. Who brought to us this episode? Oh, that's right. You know what? I, you know, we just discussed the Hunger Games. We did. You know what would be a great way to experience the Hunger Games besides the movie? If only someone could read it to me in the dulcet tones that truly spoke of social inequity. Perhaps you should get that. On a uh, website such as audible.com, where you can find thousands upon thousands of audiobooks and a subscription service that delivers them to you on a monthly basis. Thousands.com, that'd be like a capital dweller's expense. It would be. Perhaps you should go to audibletrial.com slash ace of geeks and sign up for a free trial in order to experience the magic of audible.com for yourselves. So that we can afford to keep doing this podcast and not have to work in the mines. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.